Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Andy Weidel, Dan Colbert, and the rest of the Steelers front office, including Art Rooney II, as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. Well, season 22, we're in season 23. They've got another win. Um, and so, you know, this is a roster that, believe it or not, after being two and six, has a chance to compete for, for a seventh Lombardi trophy and certainly should have a chance to compete um, next season in season 2023. So this week's show, we're going to cover three things, well, well, really four things. Uh, we're going to cover off, I'm going to give you a couple of comments on um, DeMar Hamlin's situation. We'll preview the Browns rookies. We'll then chuck to a break. We'll then get into part two, which will be about Steelers rookies. And then we'll do a bit of a focus around Kenny Pickett um, as well to close out the show. So strap yourselves in a very fast uh, 30 to 35 minutes coming up. All right. Thoughts starting with DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, incredible situation that we saw by the time you listen to this on your Wednesday afternoon. As always, I record this on in my Wednesday evening. Um, we'll be a couple of days on from it uh, in terms of hours, at least from my perspective, you know, from where I'm sitting all the way here in Australia. Um, really difficult situation. As Steeler fans, we know, you know, with situations like Ryan Shazy, just how devastating they this is. Uh, for both fan bases, uh, it has a flowing effect throughout the league, whether it's players and re- being reminded of the mortality, um, you know, that is in some ways on the line each week, um, for want of a better term, and the risks associated with play. There's obviously flowing effects in terms of playoff position, which is no, no near as important as someone's life, um, or life, I should say. And equally, like, for... Anyone that watches the game, anyone that's experienced a heart attack, anyone that's helped someone with a heart attack, um, it, it can be quite traumatic as well. So absolute best wishes, thoughts, prayers go out to Jamal Hamlin. I've cracked my sternum. I cracked my sternum when I was 17 playing rugby. Um, my second um, last year of high school or penultimate year of high school. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty painful. Uh, and so certainly, you know, when I saw... What happened? Um, I sort of came up with a notification on my phone. I wasn't watching that game. And I heard that he had this situation. And you, I thought he might have had a cardiac arrest. But I, when I sort of didn't realize that a lot of people were saying it was due to this hit to the sternum and assuming that that, that is the case, it's pretty scary when you think about it. It's pretty scary. Um, so as I say, thoughts go out to uh, DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, that he's a Pittsburgh area native. He went to the University of Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's known him since he was 12, according to the press conference he delivered, um, you know, in the early hours of this morning, my time, or yesterday for you guys, by the time you listen to this in America. Uh, and so, and obviously Kenny Pitt, play, Kenny Pickett played with him at Pitt. Uh, so very well known, uh, as I said, to the Steelers organization, many of you in Pittsburgh, um, there might be listeners of this show that live nearby him. So big shout out. Um, you know, there to everyone that sort of thoughts, prayers, best wishes to Damar Hamlin. Um, and by all accounts, he's an amazing person off the field. And yeah, uh, regardless of all of that, he deserves to come home safely from playing um, a national football league game. So we'll then transition into this matchup that we've got against the Cleveland Browns, the 709 Cleveland Browns. But the Browns get another losing season. The Steelers and you quite likely will be will come fourth um in the AFC North. The Steelers are eight and eight. 
Mike Tomlin has a chance. His team has a chance to make sure that he doesn't finish with a losing season. Um, pretty incredible from that perspective. Pittsburgh are playing at home. Now, it's kind of interesting. Pittsburgh are three and four at home. Cleveland are, f- are three and five away. So that kind of works in the Steelers' favor. The Steelers actually have a better away record than they do a home record this year. Um, and that's the way it, it'll finish too. So that's kind of interesting as well. Um, when you look at it too, uh, you know, they're now playing to Sean Watson. So comparing the quarterbacks is, is probably less, less, less fits, but, um, Deontay Johnson is the leading wide receiver for the Steelers with 84 receptions, 844 yards, no TDs. Mario Cooper has 76 receptions for 1109 yards, um, nine TDs. So having him, you know, a very big productive season. And from a rush, a rush leader perspective, Najee Harris has 249 rush yard attempts. 954 yards, so he can break the thousand and six TDs. But Nick Chubb, uh, 290 rush attempts, 1448 yards, 12 TDs. Um, so again, there's a bit more offensive production coming, um, from the Browns if you look across the season so far. In terms of that, how that's transitioned as well to points scored per game, Cleveland is 16th in the league, halfway through with 21.7. We're 29th in the league with 17.5. No surprise for Steel fans. That's why a lot of the criticisms around that Canada. Points allowed per game as well with uh, between the Steelers and the Browns. The Steelers here have a much better advantage. Um, they have right now, um, they have... They're 11th with 20.8 versus the 22.1, which is what Cleveland have at 18th in the league. Pittsburgh are 10th in the league in terms of turnover or takeaway differential um, with plus three versus Cleveland who have um, zero. So they're flat neither here nor there at 15th in the league. Um, And so, again, you sort of see this Pittsburgh have this better defense, a defense that's producing Um, pass yards per game. There's three yards differentiating between the two. Cleveland are 22nd, Pittsburgh are 24th, 204 to two versus 201 yards. Rush yards per game, Cleveland are sixth in the league, Pittsburgh are 17th. So again, though, that's amazing for us as a Steel fans. Like, you know, we're really improving in that area of the of the game. Um, defensive yards, the Cleveland Browns have only us uh, ranked seven in the league. Um, so they allowed the least amount, seventh least amount of yards. Um Pass yards per game, 196. Pittsburgh allows 225. That's 21st in the league. But interestingly, we have a much better run defense. Um, so we're seventh in the league for run defense, but only allowing 106 yards. And Cleveland allow 134 yards. And so that's kind of really interesting from the perspective of what Pittsburgh did last week on the ground with Najee Harris. Um, having a hundred and I think it was 111 yards off the top of my head. Um, can't have five windows open in front of me, but hundred, I think it was 111 yards and Jalen Warren had something like 76 yards. So, uh, again, this, this, when you look across these rankings, I guess, for how they're going in terms of, um, both teams on the season so far, there are some things to pick up in this game in terms of, um, Pittsburgh, in terms of holding Cleveland to a low amount of scoring points. Points allowed per game. Cleveland allowed 22. That's quite high. That that works for Pittsburgh. More takeaways are in our favor. Pass yards are pretty parallel. Rush yards are different, but there's not like we're talking difference of 25 yards. But again, we have a much better run defense than they do. So this game is probably, unless things really opened up in the secondary and someone really poorly game plans, 
on defense from either side. And I don't think Terrell Austin's going to game pa- game plan poorly, particularly with Tomlin and the significance of this game and Mike Flores, um, you know, sorry, Flores involved as well. I don't, I don't have Brian Flores being involved. So I don't, I don't think that's going to be the issue. But if Cleveland don't scheme well, it could be really interesting. That being said, Cleveland have a very, very good secondary and a lot of good talent there. So it, it, I, I do see a game that's going to look remarkably similar, at least through a lot of running, at least through a low-scoring game, at least it being decided potentially by you know a less than seven points by a key turnover. That's what's going to define this game. This is going to be a ground and pound in the trenches game, can the O-lines hold back the the good pass rushes from both teams? Yep, so like, still fans, got to love AFC North football. You just got to love it. Uh, so going into the players, uh, the Browns have a lot of rookies that have played this year, so I'm going to try and get through them pretty quickly. They've got the kicker, Cade York. Uh, now, he was drafted out of LSU. Six foot one, 198 pounds, and that makes a huge um, difference in terms of size of the kickers. But he's he's a fourth round pick, 124th overall in the 2022 NFL draft um, so far on the season. Uh, he has basically he's kicked five from five, 20 to 29 um, yards distance um, from the goals. He's kicked nine from 12, 30 to 39 yards from field goals. He's kicked six from eight, 40, um, between 40 and 49 yards. He's kicked four from seven, 50, 50 plus. So he's, he's got a pretty good average there where he's basically made 24 from 32 at 75%. Um, if he, he, he gets worse as he has that goes further out, you'd expect that from a rookie kicker, but it's not too bad. He's made 33 from 35 extra points. So that's 94.3%. Uh, he's had 47 touchbacks on 78 kickoffs. Um, so that's an, that's 60% of the time he's getting a touchback. Kickoff average yardage is 62.0. So doing pretty well there. Uh, he had three from three extra points last week, one from one field goals. Can't ask anything more from that from a kicker. He had a hundred percent. He was a hundred percent perfect the week before. Um, and so really he either has a hundred percent games or he has like 50% games. It's quite, it's quite ironic in terms of what he's doing here, but yeah, really only missing two extra points is pretty good on the season so far. Um, 24 from 32 field goals is not too bad. Um, but you know, you'd want, he'd probably want to be up there, you know, plus 80 if he could, uh, that probably might've changed some of the games, um, that they've had, or at least put them in, in, into fight a lot of games, but they haven't lost a hell of a lot of games by one score. They lost against New York in week two by less than a score, but it was one point. They lost to the Chargers by two points in week five. They lost to Baltimore in week seven by three points. Uh, and so, so again, as I say, like you don't, you've only three losses there that, that, that were in within one score. Um, so you can't blame Cade York at all there. The next guy, next rookie that we'll preview for Baltimore, uh, is their six foot seven, 270 pound defensive end. Um, so definitely a, a four, a four, three scheme player. He started five of 16 games, no sacks on the season. He's got five pass defenses. So definitely getting in there, disrupting that, um, disrupting the passing game, uh, of opponents, two tackles for a loss, 25 tackles on the season. Uh, he's only allowed one completion from two targets um, from the passing game. So definitely someone that, you know, is disrupting that when he's involved, but, you know, two 
you know, two two targets on a whole season is a bit of a statistical anomaly. He's actually misses ten percent of his over ten percent of his tackles, which I thought was interesting. He's he's played forty nine percent of the defensive snaps in games that he's been available for, and he's played twelve percent of the special team snaps in those games that he's played in. You then have Mike Woods, the wide receiver, six foot one, one hundred ninety eight pounds, out of Oklahoma. He's the college that he was drafted out of was Oklahoma. He was drafted in the sixth round. He was two hundred second overall, six foot one, one hundred and ninety eight pounds. He ran a four five five at the NFL Combine, um, NFL Draft Combine. He has one tackle in the season from when he's been playing on special teams. He has four from nine um, receptions for targets on the season for 30 yards, two first downs, um, no no TDs. Um, so, you know, not not like a huge production out of him really on this season. He's more of the special teams player. He's literally only played 35% of the special team snaps in games he's been available for um, and 21% of the offense. So really not a guy that you're going to see um, necessarily a crazy amount of production in this week's game. Um, he wears jersey number 12, uh, so you can look out for that. But you never know where they might line him up um, to sh- put something on the Steelers that they haven't seen so far, particularly because this is the final game of the season as well. Then we have Perrion Winfrey, who was like the MVP of the Senior Bowl, someone that was definitely on, on my radar, potentially for Steelers quite, quite late in the process. He sort of moved up from the third to the second round in my mind. Um, he was drafted in the fourth round by the Cleveland Browns. I think there are a few character issues that played in with him potentially, or there's an injury scare. I can't remember which one it was, but definitely didn't get to the heights that some people thought he might get after his senior bowl and combine um, appearances. Anyway, he's had an interesting season so far for the Cleveland Browns, two pass defenses, half a sack, 19 tackles, two quarterback hits, one tackle for a loss. Where's Jersey number 97, Cam Hayward's number um, for the Steelers. He's missed one tackle on the season, so that's pretty good. He's played 3% of special team snaps in games he's played in, um, and he's played 41% of the defensive snaps, so he's really an interior defensive guy for them. They've got him listed as DT. Um, so, yeah, I, he's sort of... Uh, it, it's it's hard, but as we talked about with Steelers' defensive linemen, like even Liao, the Steelers fans, we see what he's doing week to week, and, we're real, and a lot of us really like it. Um, Unless you're deeply watching the Cleveland Browns, and I ain't watching the Cleveland Browns week in, week out, um, it's hard to sort of give a full summation of what he's done on the season so far. But he's produced okay statistically. Um, you probably want a little bit higher, considering he's played 41% of the defensive snaps um, in games he's played in, and he's played every game on the season so far as well. You probably want a little bit more than that. Um, but not a bad season for a fourth-round defensive tackle. We then have Isaiah Thomas, defensive end, 6'5", 266 pounds out of Oklahoma, drafted in the seventh round, 223rd overall. Um, and so he, again, defensive lineman, he's played um, 10, 10 games, not started any, uh, wears jersey number 58. He's got one sack, two pass defenses, one fumble recovery, nine tackles, two quarterback hits, one tackle for a loss. So not bad production from seventh round draft pick at defensive end. Um, depth piece for them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you might, hopefully we're not seeing him make an impact against the Steelers this week. Interestingly, he runs a four seven forty, so he's pretty fast for a guy that's like two hundred sixty six pounds and six foot five. Um, the big yeah, hopefully we're not seeing too much of fifty eight because uh, that might mean either he's having he's having a really good game or the uh, Browns are ahead and can rest some guys. Who is their final season? Again, the season's moving. I'm resting anyone. Um, 
Ben Still, a defensive lineman again, six foot five, two hundred ninety-five pounds. Uh, now he's got a Dolphins uniform on. Um, he was undrafted. I don't know whether he was undrafted last year by them. No, no, he was drafted and then waived um, this this season um, and played on. Was on the Miami practice squad up until October. He was signed by Cleveland on November fifteenth. Um, wears jersey number fifty-seven for Cleveland. Now in Cleveland, he has played. He started one game um, and he's played in six. He's played twenty percent of the defensive snaps in games available for. Cleveland when he's played in that game any game he's played 20% of the snaps special teams he's only had one snap for one percent at in Cleveland so far in the season he's um, since joining Cleveland he's had three tackles um that's it that's just, that's the full statistical production um for Ben Steele <laughs> a lot of s's there then we go to Jerome Ford running back out of uh Cincinnati Five foot eleven, as Cincinnati being the college. Five foot eleven, five feet eleven, two hundred twenty pounds. Draft in the fifth round, one hundred and fifty six overall in this year's NFL draft or this season, the previous year's NFL draft. Now we're in twenty twenty three. God, as sometimes it's really complex when we're um, we've just ticked over into the January games. Um, but in terms of on the season so far, he's had uh, eight rush attempts for twelve yards, one first down, no TDs, averaging basically one and a half per attempt. No receiving targets. He's played literally two percent of the offensive snaps in ga- in the twelve games he's been he's worn a helmet for. Played forty two percent of the special team snaps. Um, he has two tackles on special teams. He wears jersey number thirty four. Again, probably not going to see a huge amount from him um, in this week's game, but he could be someone we see more of in the years to come. We then have Martin Emerson, cornerback, six foot two, one hundred ninety five pounds out of Mississippi State, drafted in the third round, 68 overall. Now, when we we talked about him previously when the Steelers played the Browns, he, he played quite a quite a few of the quite a few of the snaps at that point in time um as well because he played 79% and 74% of the snaps. He played 78% of the snaps against us in week three. He had four tackles in that game. Um, so certainly continuing to produce. He's had 59 tackles on the season so far, one sack, 13 pass defenses, one tackle for loss, um, and one quarterback hit. So he's actually doing pretty well. I mean, rookie rookie cornerback in those starter, uh, 13 pass defenses is pretty significant uh, on the season so far. So well done, I guess, in many ways to Martin Emerson there. He wears jersey number... Uh, jersey number 23, he's played 71% of the defensive snaps in games he's played in. He's started six games, but again, it depends on your formation, depends if your defense starts. Um, and so he's played 19% of special team snaps in games he has played in as well. Um, so definitely someone that's really contributing for them. Um, and so I'm kind of interested to see what he might do in this week's game because he has been playing pretty strongly in their defense. He's a pretty good pickup. He's someone that, like, I'll, I'll be straight out and say it. I wasn't particularly – I thought he went pretty – I thought they overdrafted him, if that makes sense, when they drafted him, um, you know, in the third round. I thought he was more a fourth to a fifth round kind of player. Uh, but, you know, if you look at terms of the his actual pass defenses that he has with with 13 um, and, and in terms of where that sits in the league, uh, right now – Sauce Gardner has 20 as a rookie. Uh, Jalen 
um, uh, what are you doing here? PFF, not PFF, pro reference. Um, Jalen Ramsey has 15. Tariq Warren has 15. So another rookie doing well. Bradbury has 15. Darius Williams has 15 from Jacksonville. Patrick Peterson has 14. Tyson Campbell has 14. Trayvon Diggs has 14. Um, Michael Davis has 14. Jair Alexander has 14. Denzel Ward has 14. Cameron Sutton has 14. Russell Douglas has 13. Martin Emerson and Darius Slay. So he's top 15 in the league. Um, tied there with, you know, three really good, like two other really good players, um, in Russell Douglas and Darius Slay, um, you know, within one or two. Uh, of another number of other really good cornerbacks, like his teammate Denzel Ward, um, Jair Alexander is a, a top cornerback in this league. So is Trayvon Diggs. Tyson Campbell's an emerging one. Patrick Peterson's been one of the best, you know, really top cornerback previously in his career. So really good rookie season for Martin Emerson. And that's not really great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but let's hopefully he will have a quiet final game of the season. Then we got a David Bell, the wide receiver, a six foot two, 205 pounds, checking in the third round, guy that dropped basically out of the first, had a really poor combine and an overall draft, you know, a program, if you like, pre-draft program, evaluation program. He has caught, uh, he's achieved seven first downs on the season. He's caught 24 from 33, which is 72.7%. Uh, he has 214 yards on the season, no TDs, uh, Receptions per game, he's averaging 1.6. He's got a long of 20 on the season. Rushing, he's done nothing there. People thought they might use him in a bit of, you know, some interesting sweeps and stuff like that. Um, some of the motion play hasn't really done that. He was jersey number 18, like, like Deontay Johnson does for us. He's played 47% of the offensive snaps, um, in games that he's played in this season, 15. And he's played 116 special team snaps, which is 29%. So really he's not, he's kicked in terms of kick and punt returns. He's had one uh, kick return for 12 yards. So not really contributing as much as some of their other rookies, uh, but you kind of expect that with what you saw going through the draft process. And then the final player we will look at before we take a break, and then we'll get into all things Pittsburgh Steelers in part two, six foot one, 211 pounds safety, DeAnthony Bell, uh, out of West Florida, went undrafted. He has played in, he started two games out of the 15 he's played in. He's got 10 tackles on the season so far. He was jersey number 37. He's played 4% of the defensive snaps in games he's played in this season and 60% of the special team snaps. So he contributes a lot more um, on special teams from that perspective. Uh, he has, I haven't split the tackles unfortunately, um, between special teams and defense. He has allowed two completions from two targets thrown his way on the season at 100% for 27 yards. No TDs, allows a quarterback rating of 118. Um, so if we see a lot of number 37, that could be a really good thing. That could mean the Steelers are up. Um, and if they do, with this, if Anthony Bell is on the field, I think you might find he's covering, you know, sort of tight ends with that sort of size. Um, or really trying to come into the box and crowd the box. And hopefully as Steelers, we can just run hard at him and make life uh, tough for him. But he is yet to miss a tackle on the season. And so with that, we are going to jump into the break. Join me for part two. We'll do all Steelers rookies. We'll do a bit of focus on Kenny Pickett. Um, and really, you know, why Kenny Pickett is the comeback kid and the Steelers are the comeback team of this year's NFL season. Stay tuned for part two.
we are back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and the rest of the Steelers front office, including Art Rooney II, as they put together a winning roster in season 2022 and beyond. A roster that we hope can compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy. And amazingly, a roster that still has a chance to do that um, in season 2022 um, definitely looks like they'll be strong and back in it in the mix in season 2023. So, Rookies, Steelers, really good performance so far from a number of these guys. Um, can't wait to talk about the guys. It's the usual suspects. But, I mean, this draft could have five bona fide starters or, you know, top two, top three players at their position for the Steelers. That's incredible out of a draft, um, particularly if you find your franchise quarterback, uh, which Kenny Pickett's proving each week. I'm not saying he's there fully yet. Um, Mike Tomlin said Kenny, effing, you know, effing um, Pickett. I said literally a thing as soon as he threw that pass. Uh, and so when I saw Tomlin said it, I was like, ooh, great minds. But no, I don't ne- nearly have the mind that Mike Tomlin has. Um, but I love it. Uh, same wavelength, same spirit. I, I must admit, I uh, jumped out of my chair when he threw that pass. Awesome. Absolutely made my day. Um, and it's been, I'm still kind of riding a wave of that um, in my mind when I'm thinking about the Steelers coming off this week's game against Baltimore and that awesome throw to Najee Harris. It wasn't just that. There were some awesome passes to Jalen Warren. It's why Jalen Warren actually had the game ball for me. I know Najee had a big game. I know Pickens, pl- uh, Pickens played pretty good. I know Pickett played amazingly, you know, really, really well, um, at least in terms of the, that, that last drive. Um, but Jalen Warren to me just had, he had an awesome game and there's a couple of really good, really good, um, receptions that he had in that game. Uh, he was there for when Pickett was under pressure. He was there to help him out, not just in blocking, um, in the passing game. He had 76 yards off 12 attempts for 6.33 average. He had, he caught all of his three targets, uh, for 22 yards, again, averaging 7.33. So awesome performance from him. He played 40% of the offensive snaps. He played 28. Basically played 28 offensive snaps and he got the ball, um, either in the receiving or the run game, uh, at 15 of those. So like, you know, literally over, <laughs> over 50% of the time of the snaps he played, he got the ball. Um, uh, that's, that's a real statement for an undrafted rookie as well. That's awesome. Uh, he played 39% of the special team snaps in this last week's game. He's, Racked up almost, uh, he's racked up almost 350 yards in the season with 343 with 71 attempts. So that's an average of 4.8. Again, not bad. One TD, 19 first downs. He's caught 25 from 29 targets for 207 yards. Um, so that gives him an average yards per reception of 8.3, 12 first downs, catch percentage of 86.2%. He's basically had 96 touches on the season for 550 yards. So that gives him an average of 5.7. That's awesome. Out of an undrafted running back, that is fantastic. And that's not even talking about the great stuff he does um, from a blocking perspective and protecting Kenny Pickett and picking up the blitz. He, you know, number 30 for us has played 31% of the offensive snaps on the season so far, 30% of the special team snaps. I just think he's an awesome little running back. I love his attitude. um, And I'm looking forward to seeing what the future looks like. With the one-two punch between Mark Robinson, I'm oh, sorry, Mark Robinson, Jalen Warren, and uh, Najee Harris, that's a good teaser into Mark Robinson, linebacker. Uh, played a lot this week. Played 50% of the defensive snaps with 26 
had seven tackles. That was third most for the Steelers um, in this week's game, just behind Robert Spillane with nine um, and Mick Fitzpatrick with nine as well. Um, now, five of those were assisted tackles, but still he was going out down there. He was hunting the runners. I think kind of helps the reverse psychology of being a former running back um, really plays into it. He's played in three games, started in one. Um, so that that's kind of cool for him to be able to say that. That was this week against Baltimore. He's had... Um, those seven tackles are pretty much what he's produced on the season. So we can't go too much more there. But number 93 for the Steelers is someone to really look out for next season. Um, and hopefully we can see a lot from him again in the preseason. And that foreshadows, you know, a third, you know, depth piece in the linebacking core next year. But imagine to get a home, two homegrown guys being away, um, from dra- undrafted, well, undrafted in Warren and seventh round draft pick 225th overall, um, in Mark Robinson. We're then going to look at DeMarvin Leal, Connor Hayward, George Pickens. We'll, we'll, we'll use Kenny as our transition into the piece around Kenny Pickett. Uh, but George Pickens, again, I, I just think he's strong whenever he plays. He had two receptions from four targets for 29 yards. Doesn't seem like a lot, but Kenny Pickett only threw like, he threw like under 170 yards this game. Um, so not too bad from him. Always a threat to the defense, um, to the opposition defense. Played 73% of the offensive snaps with 51. I just, I just like, I just like Pickens. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a team guy. You don't, you don't hear complaints out of him in terms of how much ball he is or he isn't getting. He just rocks up there to play. Um, and he's part of this, you know, we saw it last week against the, the, um, the Raiders. Like he, he helped us. He part of that comeback win. He helped define that winning mentality, helped get us back. Um, you know, to be a possibility of being a 500 record. Um, on the season so far, He's got 729 yards. Would love to see him get to 800. 49 receptions. I said he should break 50. Um, so 50 from 80 wouldn't be too bad. Um, he's at 62.8% on the season for catch percentage, three TDs. I love him to get 80 yards um, or 70 yards, sorry, to get to 800 and two TDs in this game. Um, not sure he's going to do that based on what we've seen through the season. But really good, solid season from a 21-year-old rookie um, that coming off an injury in college, uh, and someone, some, there was some rumors about attitude problems. I think he's fantastic. Um, I'd love to see him use more a little bit in some of the rushing and sweep game. Um, he has got one TD on the season from that perspective. But look, you know, one rookie season, a decent rookie season and nothing in the future doesn't mean anything from a wide receiver. We've, we've been through that with Chase Claypool. Um, and George Pickens is a massive, has a massive future in the Steelers de- offense, particularly if you can get a new offensive coordinator. Um, so awesome game from George Pickens. Then you got to Marvin Leal, the defensive tackle. He played a bit more this week. He played 52% of the defensive snaps um, with 27 snaps. He had three, uh, sorry, almost said three tackles for loss. He had three tackles in the game. Um, he's only had 12 on the season so far. So that's pretty good. And on the season previously, he's had one tackle for a loss as well and three pass defense. Um, he had none of those this week, though. He played 22% of special team snaps. And number 98 is continuing to, you know, integrate himself into the Steelers' defense. Again, it's about putting a big potty on the line. It's all about building pressure as well um, on the quarterback. He doesn't have one of those statistically, um, but obviously factors into the pressure that the Steelers can put on the run game as well. So, yeah, I, I just think it's it's good work from Leal. And as I said, probably in a lot of the war rooms we've had on the season so far, it's really a case where, you know, when it comes to 
um, to Marvin Leal and Steelers rookie defensive lineman. We know they don't play a lot of snaps in year one. We know they don't usually have a lot of performance. So um, not too stressed about, you know, to Marvin Leal and, and a lack thereof of production. I don't think he's, I don't think he's had a lack thereof production. We'll then look at Connor Hayward, who did miss that key tackle on special teams this week. Um, he did play 12 offensive snaps. That was 17% of the offensive snaps in the game. He played half of the special or 57% of the special team snaps, so just more than half. Um, not huge amount to say other than that because he didn't provide that much more um, on, on offense this week. He did have a tackle um, in special teams, even though he missed that other one. You know, he had no stats against the Browns last time around. So a bit of a light report <laughs> on number 83 um, this week. But, you know, this is the sort of game where he could produce a really important play um, just when you least expect it. So looking, for, I look forward to seeing anything Connor Haywood can do in a Steelers jersey. And that appropriately brings us to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Bleeping Pickett, uh, the comeback kid, as I want to call him. Someone's calling him big. I've heard him in other BTC podcasts. People calling him Big Ken. Um, I like the comeback kid. You know, Kenny and the comeback kid. Um, so you know, the Sundance kid. But you know, I, I just I think he continues to grow. Six TDs, nine interceptions on the season. Don't worry about that statistical headline. He did only complete fifty five point five six percent of his passes this week at fifteen out of twenty seven. Um, but quarterback rating of 86.7, third best um, on the season so far for him. Uh, and it's pretty incredible, really, uh, what he's done on the season so far. The cool thing was they still didn't allow him to be sacked twice, which I think was really important. Now, one of those, obviously, he went down on his slid. I felt it was trip watching it live. I know people say he tripped over Najee's foot. Other people said he should have got up and tried to throw the ball for incompletion. I just am glad there was no interceptions. This is a game you would have lost with an interception. I think we just let it slide. Um, you know, he's, he's a rookie quarterback. This, this is what you're going to get um, from him. I, I talked about him just need to st- needing to stay healthy in last week's war room. He did that. And this week he goes up against Miles Garrett again. Steals offensive line. Need to shut that down real quick. Um, that's going to be really important. He didn't get a chance to play uh, Cleveland last time around. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, now I do want to talk about his game winning drives and his fourth quarter comebacks. We're going to talk about them in a sort of a different context, um, of the Steelers. So I want to go into some next gen stats. I was having a look at some next gen stats with Kenny Pickett on the season so far. And it's kind of interesting. Now, obviously receivers have to catch the ball. Obviously the defense is playing a lot faster. Obviously defenses are scheming against him. He's within the league average. If you break up, 12 zones, 12 passing zones of the NFL field. So behind the line of scrimmage, center, left, right. Between the line of scrimmage and the 10-yard line, center, left, and right. 10 to 20-yard line, center, left, and right. Um, um, over the t- Between the 20-yard line and beyond, again, center, left, and right. He is within average, within average, in eight of those 12 zones, right? Eight. Now, that can be above and below. Now, he's below a little bit in the in the sort of the left on the um but within average on between 10 and 20 yards he's worse than the average center and right of the field um between 10 and 20 yards between the line of scrimmage and the 10 yard line he's almost 10 points above the league average which if he was a full 10 points he probably would then be considered in the better than average category 
He's just under the average, but within average for center, um, zero to 10 yards. He's a little bit below, um, but still within the league average, um, statistically center, oh, sorry, um, zero to 10 on the right side. He's above the league average, um, left and right behind the line of scrimmage and a little bit below it, um, but still within average in the center behind the line of scrimmage. And then from the 20 to 30 yard line, he's ahead of the league average by almost 10%. So just under, which otherwise he'd probably be in the better than average category. He's way in the better than average category center deep, right? Now, to put that in perspective, the quarterback passer rating there, league average is 83.3. His is 149.3, 149.3. But then center left is worse than league average is 24 um, versus a league average is 78.7. Kind of cool um, when you think about the touchdown that he threw in this week's game. That was um, just, be, that was sort of that over the, over just over the 10 yard line. Um, 10 yards sort of over a 10 yard throw. Um, So that was an area that he's been doing a bit weaker. That probably sent this up um, in terms of the stats there. He's got a passer rating on the season so far of 75.7, 65.2% completion rate, 2,041 yards. um, And he's six from six touchdowns from nine um, and to versus nine interceptions. So pretty cool from Kenny Pickett um, on the season so far. I'm loving what he's doing. Um, he's also got three rush TDs as well, 23 first downs. We saw the quarterback sneaks, um, and he had some really key ones in this game as well, and he's prepared to do it, and I love it. It comes off the back of the week with the Franco one um, as well, so you know, really exciting um, from, from that perspective. As I said, didn't get to play against Cleveland last time, so it's not like we can do a deep comparison um, on that one. But I wanted to talk about the comeback and the Steelers' mentality as well um, because it's a really important thing in terms of coming the, the comebacks that the Steelers have had on the season so far. Really, obviously, without them, we wouldn't be where we are. Now, you do have to credit Mitchell Trubisky with a game-winning drive. Kenny Pickett's have four game-winning drives, three fourth-quarter comebacks. Um, that's pretty key. For the Steelers. Now you think about this as well. They've played 16 games and they've had five the, the five game winning drives. They've lost eight games. Um, they've had three fourth quarter comebacks. They've had to come back in three of their eight wins to, to win it. Now, this is a very young team. That's a very big deal. And a lot of people just put that behind them and go, yes, yeah, so what? But three, I, I went and looked at every quarterback since 1960 in their first season in the NFL. They like it didn't matter how many starts they had. I just put in, you know, any rookie quarterback. The the best historically is Dak Prescott with five. Andy Dalton and Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger all had four fourth quarter comebacks. Now, hopefully, we don't have to deal with that this week. And Vince Young's in that group of four. Then Teddy Bridgewater, Jeff George, Robert Griffin the third, Joe Knapp, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett, Jay Schroeder, Dennis Shaw, Russell Wilson all have three. All have three. So Kenny is tied for third in NFL history. And he's only one of 15 players in their rookie season, their rookie season, to have more than three fourth quarter comebacks. Now, obviously, Russ was drafted in the third round. There's Dennis Shaw was in the second. 
Jay Schroeder was in the third. Mayfield was in the, uh, well, sorry, Gunnaman, she was in the sixth. Joe Knapp was in the 18th round back in 1967. Um, Dak Prescott in the fourth round, Andy Dalton in the second round. Everyone else, though, Andrew Luck was the first round, was the first pick in his draft. Ben Roethlisberger was the 11th pick. Vince Young was the third pick. Jeff George was the first pick. Um, Robert Griffin III was the second pick. Baker Mayfield was the first pick. Kenny Pickett, everyone thought he was, you know, people were like, oh, well, you drafted him too highly. He was like 32. I think he was ranked 32 best player in the draft. So just an incredible situation um, for Kenny Pickett. Really, when you're looking at that, this is a big deal in Moxie and fourth quarter comebacks. Think about the players I named. Now, a lot of them didn't win, haven't won Super Bowls necessarily yet, particularly Dalton, Luck, Prescott, Roethlisberger, Bridgewater, Mayfield. But all those guys are playing, you know, have, have, have been starters in this league for a long time. Or we're going to, you know, Griffin, remember Bridgewater and Griffin before their knee injuries? You know, that, it was huge. Vince Young, if he could have been a better pro and he could have got on with his coach more, um, you know, who knows there? Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Fame um, quarterback, you know, a quarterback that won two Super Bowls. Luck, easily with a better offensive line, would have won Super Bowls. Um, it's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. I also kind of find it cool that Charlie Charlie Batch had two. Um, so the Steelers have got a, a few guys in there um, that do this. But then I looked at players that had played 11 games or less. So the exact amount that Kenny Pickett has started in because other guys had, as I said, like Ben Roethlisberger, for example, who has four, he played, started 13 and 14 games. Andrew Luck, 16 and 16. Andy Dalton, 16 and 16. Dak Prescott, 16 and 16. If you look at Kenny Pickett's 11 starts, and remember he got knocked out in one of those games. He's only played in 12 games, right? If you look at quarter, rookie quarterbacks that started 11 games or less, Kenny Pickett's tied for first with Joe Knapp. He had 11 games as well. Jay Schroeder um, only started five games, and he has three. Um, that was back for Washington in 1985. Um, but obviously, they had Washington back then had really good teams. They won Super Bowls in the, in the sort of three three to five years around that as well. Um, this is a big deal. This is a big deal from Kenny Pickett. Uh, four game winning drives, four sorry, four game winning drives, three fourth quarter comebacks. And it's vital. It's why it's why Mike Tomlin has backed him all the way. He's not cared about statistics. He's not griped about anything. He's not like use Matt Canada even as as uh, he's not using Matt Canada scapegoat. Not that you could because I don't think he's scheming very well. But not used. Not blamed on anything. And Kenny Pickett is six and five record now as game starting six and five record. Sixty four point four percent completion. He, you know, this week, he probably won't finish with more TDs than interceptions. He probably won't do that um, on this season. But that doesn't matter because we're winning football games. And the only the only statistic that counts for every player is how many wins, you know, is wins. Wins get you to over 500. Wins get you to the playoffs. Wins get you to the Super Bowl. Uh, and so, you know, if the Steelers, if things can go away this week, and I'm doing a war room next week that's previewing a playoff game. It's because Kenny Pickett has helped this team. Mike Tomlin has believed in this team. This team have learned how to be the comeback kids. Um, and it's what defines this 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 team. If they make the playoffs, I said this to Mark um, on a, a my co-host of Touching Under over the weekend. I said after the game, 
I said to him, if this team make the playoffs, I'm always going to know them as the one, one percenters. There's that saying famous about the one percenters. Um, and, but if they don't, we'll call them the comeback kids. And this Steelers team is a lot of young guys on offense. They've got a lot, number of young guys. They've actually blooded on defense. Um, when you, when you go back and look at the season. And so, you know, in the future, they can be, they are the comeback kids. They know that they can do comebacks if they need it. Now, Obviously, we'd love to be ahead in a lot of games, and that includes this week. But we also don't play – we play in one of the hardest divisions in football. We don't play in a division where it's, you know, 50 points, you know, split between each team. It's lucky to be 40 points split between each team. Therefore, sometimes even the comeback on the game-winning drive, you know, particularly a team that's only scoring less than 20 points, the the AFC North teams mostly only only let in let, let in less than twenty three points as well in terms of games. We're talking twenty three points is literally less than like it's four scores or less. Um, and so there's not a lot in it. And so you can say it manipulates the the comebacks, but it's also just how hard it is, how hard the defense is. And for a quarterback to come in here and do that, it's a big deal. It really is. Um, and so that's what's got me pumped about Kenny Pickett long term. It's what's got me pumped about this offense. And as Mark, as Mark, as I say, again, give a shout out to my co-host of TDU. Mark said, everyone's cried. A lot of people cried about Mike Tomlin losing Cowboys players. Kenny Pickett's a Tomlin player and he's playing like a Tomlin player too. And, and a Tomlin player is someone that fights. A Tomlin player is someone that somehow gets to 500. A Tomlin player someone that scrapes to the playoffs when everyone else writes them off. The fact we're talking about this in week 18 after a two and six start is crazy. Absolutely crazy. I said after the, on the TDU show we did up during the bye week that I had other BTSC colleagues, Shannon White on. Love Shannon White. Reedy Stock Reports, always good stuff there. Comes out around the same day as my War Room show, this show as well. I said, we, we went through the records and I said if Steelers could get to eight and eight, I had them winning at home against Baltimore, losing away. Um, that's probably a fair prediction for most people. From that, most people would have had sort of said to me, "If we can do that, uh, we can get there and get got to versus Cleveland at home, be eight and eight. I like the Steelers to finish nine and eight there, and then who knows what the playoff situation will be like. I can't believe we're there. I had a lot of hope. I didn't have. There was no lack of faith when I said that, um, but. To literally be able to say that on the War Room previewing week 18 is pretty damn cool. Um, so Steeler fans, keep the faith. We've got a lot of promise going into 2023, and that's not a word you can, you know, you necessarily could throw around um, you know, some weeks back. So with that, as always, go Steelers. Yeah.